Hi and welcome to The Practice Gap, the podcast for closing the gap between the practice you have and the one that you want. I'm Elizabeth, a chiropractor, a business owner, coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you move from frustration and overwhelm to clarity, focus and joy in practice. Hi, Marius, and welcome to the store, to the studio today, or Marius Andresen from K8 Industrial Designers. Could you please start by telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Short version. Thanks for having me. First time in a podcast studio, so this is cool. Yeah, me come from Östre Toten by the biggest lake in Norway, Mjøsa. Family of four. Now I'm, I live just up the road from you here at Oslo. I'm an industrial designer, studied in Oslo at the architecture school and in Paris a year. Started then K8 industrial design in straight from school and done that ever since, plus other stuff. <laughs> so that's about 24. I heard you have an anniversary now that you're yeah. actually turning 25 years. Yeah, old. it's a lot. Or not you, but actually the company. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel about 25, so it's good. There's a couple of reasons why I invented and I <laughs> invited you to the studio. First of all, I would love to talk about our little joint venture. You are actually, I would say, classify you as the reason. Now, the reason why even BB Hug Me ever became came into production or even went from a simple side sentence to an idea and to a real prog product and the last podcast we had hilda from the bb hug me team talk a little bit about our journey but <laughs> i think our journey actually started a little bit before bb hugs me started could you talk a little bit about the start from a thought a sentence <laughs> and to a product yeah wow it's that's cool i guess you're the reason I started. By chance, for those who don't know, we were located in the same building, you and I, by accident and luck. You, you were actually in this office, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. Actually, this we rented out. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's the thing. At that time, K8 and I, we had started two, three other startups together with other entrepreneurs. So this was a little entrepreneur hub. And I guess we were just in the mode for creating stuff, as we still are. And then you used to come up and with your apple in your hand, uh, hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. I have this idea. I have this. I want to have you see, looked at this. Then you came up with this square foam pillow that you used for pregnant women. So they could lie mm-hmm. on their stomach. You weren't quite, you need to be probably be using that for years, as I remember. It was broken even. <laughs> yeah, and it was really scruffy. <laughs> yeah, and every time I had a, a patient on the bench, they were lay, laying on this square pillow, and they were like, oh, this is so comfortable. Can I please borrow this home? Exactly. <laughs> or where can I get this pillow? Can I borrow this ugly pillow? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was functional, and you had been using it for years, and you said, hey, guys, could you just, couldn't you just redesign this and make it good-looking and more functional? And we said, sure. No problem. <laughs> we did our first attempt. Then we went, when we thought we were done, at the time we had no deal. <laughs> no, we had no deal. We, we did as we used to. We worked, worked in trust. It was actually like Marius came, he knocked on my door. Do you have a little time now? It was a Friday and he just, I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, you talked about that pillow now. We're a couple of guys up there and they all wanted to hear about this, this thing. <laughs> exactly. We had a go at just a redesign. And then we asked, should we find you a price so you know what you're like heading into? <laughs> In terms of manufacturing and so on. It's a bit, that's a step from 
from dealing with people, except you know how to build stuff. So what's the investment, timeline, all these things that you need to know. And he said, yeah, oh, it's it's okay. It's nice. I, I should do more. And I think that's where it started. Okay, do more? What do you mean? No, it should be more flexible. It should have all these different functions. And I think maybe we should have it also like a combined product. I mean, like, And that's when we started to have work meetings, figuring out what that should be. And that's what we call a specification of our product. What's the needs? I think that's interesting. This kind of became more dynamic. And I think that's for later on, for also for how we work. Putting that into a system is important, but I love those situations. When we just start, then it evolves from there. From the outside, it seems pretty chaotic, I think. And risky and, oh, this is without the plan. But I think you can get to a result pretty fast. And you know what you want. You've been mm. in the business. We don't need to talk to 2,500 other people. In, but we had to verify it later on. I guess that was the starting point. I was thinking about it. It was a super messy beginning. <laughs> and But it also was very fun. I think you might be one of the most creative people <laughs> I've ever worked with, which is really fun. And I actually think you might have an even more fun job than me. I don't, that I never, I don't think about very often. <laughs> For those things when you play with products and ideas and just go crazy with them. It's like having a workshop with there's no wrong guesses, no wrong ideas. This pillow should also be used as a back backpack. Yeah. <laughs> and it could should be used the whole life from... <laughs> cradle to the grave for a pillow for people who just got divorced and need a hug. I went to an expo in Germany and I found this search. sausage, hot dog, <laughs> hot dog, worm, <laughs> snake maybe, snake, yeah. soft snake, kind snake that had a very limited function but it was already there out. I think we hadn't come yet into all the detail in how we should have this product and I thought I'll ask can I buy this? Yeah, sure. And I think I'll bring this home to Elizabeth. Because when you start with something, you have put on this set of glasses, you're going to look for solutions everywhere. And I think that's the fun part. You're in this mode for certain tasks. At least I'm like that. They say something to me and suddenly I have this new filter on my glasses. That's really fun. And then suddenly I had this kind snake <laughs> with me home. And then that was the starting point we could start to play with. Then we can be creative and figure out and the size and the feeling and the textiles and everything. And suddenly, yeah, you know, and should we alter it? Should it just be the same? And then starting to manufacture it. How is this made? Is it the quality we want? Blah, blah. All these things suddenly then then you have something to start with. And then you can say, we don't want this. You can set it aside or you can create onwards on it and developing it. That's also how the world works. When you say A, suddenly you open up this door to a new world and everything comes booming in. If you wanted to. I think also that's why it's a good thing when you have an idea and you want to create something. Maybe to be, you need different people in different times. If you're two structures, you would never start. <laughs> yeah, I think you need, in the beginning phase, you need to just have fun and play. And then maybe something to come together. I think if, at least for Big B Hug Me, if we had started being super structured and figured out everything in the beginning, we would never start. Uh, absolutely. I think most big things that have become something, if you knew all the pains 
yeah. and the risks and the torturing yourself through these processes and the hardship, I think no one would start anything. I guess that's how we are. We go for the positive side and we, oh, whoa, let's start and see how it goes. That's very important. Otherwise, nothing will happen. And with experience, you know that there are things you need to structure. There are risks. You can <laughs> take them down and maybe avoid some. But anyway, uh, Baby Hug Me was yeah, probably one of the first, yeah, one of three at the same time. For <laughs> when I came in the door downstairs, I started my day walking into this office and then the next office with another startup called you know, within the medic, med tech business. And then Baby Hug Me product. And then myself on the top with K8 doing all kinds of other stuff for other clients. How does your mind work when you jump from so many things? Baby Hug Me on your one side of your brain and then you have all these other projects and then you're running a company. How do you structure that in your head? came to a point where we said, you need to find someone who can run the business for you. We, and if you manage to find good people for running the businesses, and that's very important, then you can be more like a couch coach, not a couch. <laughs> <laughs> see perspective from the outside what's happening how we're doing because i always focused on mainly the product design part and the development and manufacturing and those things but of course also financing but you need people to do their jobs and then it's fun to come and talk and play ball and discuss things that's only like anything else mm. going home talking to my kids being interested in what they do at that time when i sit yeah. down it's so pre- it's, present time consciousness yeah, yeah, i think yeah it's not that and of course you can be stressed. We've had that with the nurse meeting, completely running into the wall, not handling the pressure. That's a different story. I'm a bit like you, I think. I can handle a lot of stuff going on. It doesn't look pretty. That's the... <laughs> but uh, myself, I can mm. handle a lot of things going on at the same time. And I enjoy it. And that's the difference. If you're not that kind of person, it's madness. Yeah. It's stress. It's painful. And I think most people would maybe just go home and go under the duvet and stay there. But I, I'm not like that, so also we have done it. What are some other products that the audience may know that you've made? I mean, the biggest, most well-known is the Stock Explorer that we developed for Stock in 2000, 2002. For those who don't know what oh, yeah, that is, a, what is that? Stock Explorer is a stroller. That kind of baby stroller. Baby stroller that turn around the whole baby strolling business in a way. From only women rolling around with strollers in a romantic, old-fashioned style. The business has started to turn already and stock mainly being in the sitting business with the trip trap and those fantastic products with the design by Peter Opswick. And then could you just explain? I can explain oh, what yeah, the yeah. titty trap <laughs> is. Most people actually know what that is. It's a very famous chair for small children and toddlers that can, you can kind of change the size to the But kit. it's not only that. Oh, it's not only. It grows with you until you're done. It falls you the whole life. So it's, you can... It's, so you can actually, when you get really old... You can stay with the same furniture your whole life if you want to. And that's oh. the thing, it's... Uh, so I should never have sold the kids the trip that chair? No, <sighs> never. That? But that's the thing, it's, he, Peter Opsvik, I think he's one of the greatest, he's one of my heroes at least. So he creates stuff for involvement and movement. And Stocky want to bring that into a new area. And that was mobility for children. And being part of that for a very young company, we were super fresh out of school. For us it was... Yeah, fantastic. How did you end up to get that job? It was competition, international competition, and we won the competition. Of course, we were super green and experienced. A lot of happened in that story. But How did you win that competition? <laughs> yeah, we probably <laughs> delivered the best result. <laughs> or the most interesting. I won't brag about our drawing skills or fancy presentation at the time. 
They're, when I look at them now, mm. they're wow. <laughs> but they saw something in our ideas that they want to work on. Hooray, we won the competition we, and we competed with huge companies out in Holland and I think even yeah, Japanese companies, German companies, 200 people companies. And then we started building prototypes, testing out ideas. And the fun thing is still to see that wooden stick with wheels where we tested out if this could be realized as in it met the regulations in terms of balance and weight so we started there so we made this concept of woohoo look at this all the possibilities and then and that's when you start like verifying that idea with testing it on a slope 30 degrees angle stopping piece of wood weight high up thumbs up let's move on and that's how that kind of became how long, a product. How long did that take from the competition to the product? It took basically two, two and a half, three years. And then the whole management and the product development team in Stockholm was changed at least two or three times during that period. And then other people took over and finished the job. For me, it's a real learning story about people and how being <laughs> treated by other people. But it's a, it's a longer story. And I think that the main thing is that it's been a fantastic success. Actually, we didn't know how to construct, draw CAD drawings at the time. A, a what? Computer-aided design. Like we, oh. didn't, we didn't know how. In yeah. my company, we didn't know at the time. Uh. So that was, it was yeah, pretty crazy. It must be an, an amazing journey for 25 years ago here to... Technology in itself, has how much has that changed your way of doing things? A lot. At that time, 1990, when we started the company in mm. 1998, we still, yeah, 3D printers have came, huge ones, big mm -hmm. ones, wow, expensive. So at school they had printers, but you had, had to beg to use them and so on. So we, we still made our own models and, and mm. prototypes by all these different tools. Milling machines, bandsaws, and yeah, jigs and so on. It took time. And now we just bam, bam, print two hours or three days later. Voila. That's, we would I, never go back. And then you can choose qualities. Now. Does that mean that it goes faster to make a new product? Or is it just change? And not does it, not only faster, it, it takes down the risk. You know what you're doing. Okay, so it changes the risk. That makes sense. Yeah, so before you had to build as best as you can by the old-fashioned ways, design the tools, if it was ejection molding, for example, and then weight and then do adjustments. Back in the days, uh, you put in some more tolerances and built in some security in your planning probably in a different way, but now you can work in a different way to hit the target faster and then launch a product faster. I'm not sure if it's sustainably better for the world. What do you mean? I think now there's so much production and ideas and that people can just make that we maybe not need. But it's just fun ideas, and it's fun, but not useful, and absolutely not sustainable. So I think we're shooting ourselves in the head with, by yeah. having these fantastic tools. That's I, mean, a, I don't want to yeah. limit it to yeah. just people like me should use them, but, <laughs> but I, I see that, oh, let's make this fun little troll, order 250 million of them in a container from China. I'm not sure if it just brings us into a better space. That makes sense. And it takes me a little bit back to the interview we had the last time, where you really have to work on if there's a need. Is there a need for the product? Is there a gap? Is there something missing in this world? Are you making the world a better place yeah, for the product? I think product? that's a very important like a, question to yeah. ask yourself before you start making anything. And we try to do that, obviously, in, in our case. Yeah, that, was, that was a pretty easy one. It's a pretty easy one. Still, there, you can always be better at something. And that's sourcing, ecology, sustainability, and even just making the product better for the people, like evolving yeah. it, but you know, helping people 
obviously sleeping better at night it brings the world into <laughs> a beautiful place it's a sleep is actually one of it's super important because it's, it goes every kind of life quality of life and also health benefits is from sleep yeah. and we know people go crazy from not, not being sleep, able yeah. to sleep that was no big question but for other products it's a question whether this product should be made at all mm -hmm. i think and then some things we just are used to having there but i love the fact that some companies they reuse some of our designs at least for example bottles that we made yeah that we made back in yeah early 1999 and they're still there it started with a swedish company owned by a norwegian company it's called the brand was bob billy <laughs> cheap and yeah, cheap and cheerful maybe <laughs> it's a good bob billy or bra yeah it's cheap, a, cheap and good cheap and good yeah so it's, <laughs> it's a Brand. It's like perfect family. <laughs> actually, yeah, it's not. And it's actually a high quality product. Uh, but and then they had a standing in Sweden. But then there's, uh, let's try this bottle in Norway. And I love the fact that then they, you put that on a in a different market and different brand. And then they tried that around, except they didn't have the actually the same. They didn't have the same quality products they want to sell in Norway. So I think we that bottle was on four products and then it was still only in sweden for the same time after 25 years i go in and i have a cabin in sweden and i go into the shops there and there you are <laughs> 25 years unchanged and i think that's real i love oh. that they don't change i don't um, want a new job for them on that bottle so you actually made then 25 years ago a bottle that cheap and good still use and it's still in the stores yeah that's a really And I just state. hope it's going to stay there for yeah. another 25. That's, a, that's really sustainable. That really, then it feels a need and it doesn't have to be. It's a, that's a beautiful thing. That's good business. We, it, that's we, a good invested money for them at exactly. the first part. <laughs> They're very good business people. What's another project that some of the audience may know? Oh, I think we should take the ones we had here. Yeah. We, had, we started Bright Products, which is solar driven lamp and charger for off-grid people. So it started with K8. We took also part of a competition at that time. With so every other project that BB Hugged Me was a competition. Yeah, Here, and I was just hijacked. Uh, yeah. You hijacked me. Oh yeah, that was right. You, I hijacked so, you. Then. So, yeah, we had a lot of competitions. That's typical for a lot of companies. I'm not that happy with competitions anymore. I guess I'm getting old. <laughs> that was also a competition, but not in a sense a real competition because it was more like saying, could I be part of this? I cried my way into this setting with Beyond the Reser. It's a small town. It's a meeting place for designers and the municipality and industry to meet and then create something, which was a fantastic idea. Wow, that's and then yeah. I went down there in 2008. I was blown away because I, I thought it was like, oh, it's just a place to meet and greet and drink and have fun. You went down to this little beautiful town in the coast of Norway yeah. and you have an inventor convention or industrial... Yeah, design meets industry, design. Yeah, okay. organized <laughs> like by the municipality. So then, so how many people show up to an event like this? A couple of hundred, maybe. A couple of hundred industrial designers. Uh, designers meet. in general, furniture oh, designers. Okay, so it can uh, be yeah. any kind of... What the whole you, design community. Let, just let me stop you there. What's the difference between an industrial designer designer and any other designer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would say if you're a graphic designer or UX or yeah, UI, U UX. digital. Yeah, digital, UX, what is UX? Yeah, user experience. And today, before you had graphic designers, when I started, graphic designers, they did things on in two dimensions, printed on screen, web pages, brochures, books, blah, 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 all this. Oh, actually, books become 3D. And that's a certain skill. Then, but then you don't work with except paper 
and colors. And, and so if you are a chiropractor and somebody makes your web page, she's the sun. Yeah, that's the web, designer, yeah, the web designer, web designer, graphic designer. Then yeah. industrial designers, product designers work with objects, mechanics, people interaction, how to use it. All the way, you have to understand manufacturing, sustainability, reuse, maintenance, reparation, distribution, the Euro palette. Okay, so you have to hold the whole, yeah, uh, it's, it's, have to know the whole journey. Yeah, and it's quite complex. So not to offend anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you back uh, for one more episode. Where we're going to talk about the exact journey. So if I yeah. have a colleague who uh, sits there, or there's this person from the old business, I have the best idea in the world. I want to call them. I want to have a competition, and I want Morris to actually make this product for me. I would love that we're going to talk about the whole start from A to Z. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah. So that we're going to do for the next uh, podcast. To sum up a little bit, this episode here. Beginnings of project can be quite structured or it can be super messy. But most of the time you have to have a, keep an open mind to play with ideas and let them grow, throw ball and be to let your creativity flourish. Yeah, I'd say so. You need to have fun on the way. Fun, you fun need is to the right people. So you have to have fun with the right people that understands what you're doing and can maybe be a bit different than yourself. We need some devil's advocates saying, should we do this? Is this? Should we test this with someone? I'm messing up your uh, summing up. Now. No, keep on going. <laughs> because the biggest mistake, I yeah, that's a rule actually in my 25 years experience. The biggest mistake is when you have entrepreneurs or inventors of ideas not being corrected on their uh, journey. Yeah. If they're that good, that they say, I believe in this and it, it have to be like this and I know this. And we go on. And if they also have the skill of getting money and people on board on that without correction, very dangerous. I think that's maybe why me and Hilda and Christine worked really good together. Because in the beginning, it was just you and me. We just played with crazy ideas. <laughs> that was really fun. And it was totally unstructured. And we hadn't, we hadn't even, the three of us hadn't even decided that we should even go for this project. But then when we did decide, when we brought the crazy hot dog and all the thoughts around it, then it was wonderful to have Hilde, who's super structured. Yeah. And then on Christine, who is so into design and beauty and so optimistic and so pushing forward. So if we hadn't had you and the company get started to exactly. help us build, yeah. Yeah. it would have just stopped right there. I would have just, I'm out of here. This yeah. is too much. <laughs> I just paid my last bill. I'm leaving this too. <laughs> ship. And then it's like just wonderful also, everyone has to be able to let go and take the next, like you need all kind of personalities. Exactly. And that's the same for a clinic, you need all kind of personalities really to flourish and grow. And you have to know where what I'm good at and what you are super good and you have to just let that other person <laughs> bloom a little bit. Yeah, and they have to take responsibility for what they are good at. I think that we did that in a quite good way in, in Baby Hugman. Now I remember at the beginning we thought we could do everything and we were only men developing this product. That's, <laughs> yeah. I think that's interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. It so was it was only men. men doing this stock exploring at the beginning. <laughs> of course, we just become dads, so we were pretty soft and you know, ready to create something that would fit also. But we had a suggestion of... The cover, colorful stripes, I remember. And he said, this just reminds me of my dad's socks. <laughs> and I guess then it didn't become anything. I mean, I so yeah, how to, kill, how to kill ideas. Yes. Thanks, Hilda. 
<laughs> but yeah, I think I guess she was right. And working with the brand because we didn't have that at the no, time. So that was and then the Scandinavian design group, which was really good. Yeah, she was very dedicated, and having that come together with the whole building that aura of brand and that was looking like, really nice. Like for our journey, it was the first the product. First, it was like crazy idea, messy, 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 and then you should, you get the structure, and then you get the design group. Then you start working. With the brand, the, the web page, yeah, the web page, and, and the suddenly the world logo. says, "Oh, it's a company, yeah, looking really professional." Then that's that sense of looking professional. You could keep it under the radar for so long, yeah. and some people should do that for a long time. This was a pretty fast-moving project. Then it's mm. nice to be out there and telling the world, "Here we are," and looking professional, not just some homemade stuff. Because spending spending money on that is, is and that was quite expensive, and that was, like, was? everyone was like, "Whoa, that was quite expensive." I'm super happy that we did all this with these wonderful people and usually good pe- uh, people. Yeah, and also just the finding the name that was quite a long time into the process. First of us, we played just me and you for the first yeah, <laughs> year yeah. and a half. Way when people say it's like BB Hugger is ten years, yeah. But then we played it before. Absolutely. But then when we sat down, it was Hilda, me and Aunt Christine and you and other. And we played with what should this name be? Yeah. For that meeting, we had all we've been talking f- for a long time. And I think that was a super important part of the journey to have a good name to explain. Absolutely. The philosophy of the brand. It's interesting about the name because how you can say it and spell it. Now we work in the energy field with another company. We just made jokes about this yesterday because all the companies... We either research, work with, or they have an a Y, E, all these vowels, and they almost sound the same, all of them. So when we talk about them, we go, oh no, is, what do you mean? You, you mean this company, not this company? <laughs> and it's interesting yeah. how it's like a consensus of five letters, and they're almost the same, just mixed up in a different setup. Very confusing. Someone should stand out. And I think BB Hug Me stands out. That's cool. Very good. I am so happy. It's wonderful. To, I love talking to you. <laughs> it's super inspiring. I can't wait. Our next podcast we're going to record. It's going to be fun and I hopefully it's going to be a lot of inspiration for all of those you out there who want to make a product yourself. Thanks for having me. See you soon. See you soon. <laughs>